This begins with a quote from uh, Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Almost every, in fact, every sentence in this poem ends with an exclamation mark. So rather than me trying to read it the way Walt would have me read it, please listen to it the way Walt would have you listen. I swear I think now that everything without exception has an eternal soul. The trees have rooted in the ground. The weeds of the sea have the animals. I swear I think there is nothing but immortality, that the exquisite scheme is for it, and the nebulous float is for it, and the cohering is for it, and all preparation is for it, and identity is for it, and life and death are all together for it. All life is about nothing but life. All life wants to uplift all of life. Which, of course, is rarely our personal interior experience, except in our best moments. Let me not speak for everyone. I want to embody this for myself. And sometimes it's a challenge. But it's always a challenge worth engaging in. The Veda tells the story of an ancient time when consciousness was full, and all were born enlightened. For eons, people had worked toward this golden age through meditation, study, correction of the intellect, finding a way of seeing life through the lens of life rather than through the lens of the ego, and an insistence on finding the something more that everyone knew was there always looking beyond appearances to find that underlying truth. And with that insistence of seeing the truth and knowing the truth came success. Self-awareness, self-knowledge, discovering the truth within and from that experience, discovering that same truth without. As more people discovered this truth and knew it to be within each other, consciousness expanded. The more people knew the oneness within, the more they could see it all around them and pass it on. Consciousness, the one thing, was seen clearly by person after person after person and was ever more fully purified by this seeing. The oneness became more wholly one, of course, not really, but it seemed to and when one percent of the people were enlightened, when one percent of the people could see and know and live from that underlying truth of life, it began to spread like wildfire. Suddenly it was one person in every ten who knew the oneness within themselves. And then, like water flowing into a long dry lake bed, no place could remain dry for long. The people wondered at their long resistance and insistence on making life hard for themselves and for others when the truth was so very simple and so very available. Thus, a golden age was born when enlightenment was one's birthright and struggle a thing of the past. Bliss, happiness, and unity were the order of the day.
Suffering ceased. Babies were born enlightened, knowing the truth of life. Generations thrived with the sun of consciousness bright and undeniable within them. The tools of meditation and study were put away. Why meditate when every moment you are full of this truth? There's no more full to become. Then one day, a child was born with the light obscured. The light was hidden behind false darkness and wrong ideas and the inability to see that light in the world and in others, as it had been long ago for all children. But now, no one knew how to help anymore. Slowly, then not so slowly, the golden age became a dark age again. And humans had to try to make sense of suffering and try to find peace with death and despair. Everyone felt lost until someone finally insisted that there had to be more. They demanded in their own fashion that nature show them the way to truth once again. And nature, waiting patiently, always for all of us, responded to this demand from itself. And the practice of meditation and study once again was found. Little pockets and pools of light began to shine in the vast darkness of the planet, of humanity, lending hope at last to those with the eyes and the need to see. This is where we now find ourselves. You and me, together in this moment, me speaking this and you hearing this, is a pocket of light. Today I will practice my meditation knowing it's my responsibility to shine my light into the darkness. And I will insist on seeing that light within others. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.